Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you listening in uh, as we talk to uh, uh, advisors and authors and um, service providers from all walks of life. Uh, and again, it's not always on this show, it's not always just about straight out exit planning. That might be boring after a while. Today we have a very interesting guest, Patricia Ryan. She's an RN, MSN, and ANPBC. That's an adult nurse practitioner. And she's based in Palm Springs, California. Uh, you know, things have changed because of COVID and just because of demographics as, as far as how you take care of either yourself or maybe your parents um, and uh, their needs. Uh, it, you know, it's not so, always so easy to go get into a hospital or uh, maybe you don't need full-on nursing care. But maybe you do. But now house calls are back. And uh, Patricia is going to tell us about her business, Crossroads to Care, um, and they provide medical house calls in your home, just like back in the day. They can nurse practitioners can diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. They're RN first and continuing school, uh, continue schooling at a master's level. Board certification are eligible to have their own practice and patients. Patricia has been an RN for ten years in several practice areas and now is uh, been an NP for the last 16. Uh, so we're going to learn a little bit more about what might be available and what the trends are. So Patricia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. That was a nice My pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, thank you. It, it is, it's an interesting topic. You know, it's not exactly right down the middle of exit planning, but a lot of our listeners, Patricia, are uh, baby boomers who have uh, a problem. They may have a, a spouse that needs care. They may have parents that need care. They themselves someday will need care. And the options are changing. So I'm interested to hear more about this. Tell us a little bit more about you and your background before we get into the, the questions today. Okay, sure. Um, as you mentioned, I'm nurse practitioners are are registered nurses first, and I did practice in the hospital for 10 years on the on various floors. Uh, the first one, what I worked in a nursing home for about, oh, two years while I was going to school for my bachelor's, and then I was already an RN. Then once I got my bachelor's, I got a job in the hospital, and I worked on several floors. I worked in the ICU, in the recovery room, and on the medical surgical floor with cardiac monitoring uh, for the next 10 years while I was going to school the last three for my master's. And then once I graduated, I am a nurse 
practitioner, became board certified, and now have been an NP for the past 16 years. So it's been an interesting journey, which gives you a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and um, it's very helpful now in my own practice and in the outpatient setting. Well, thank you for all of your hard work and service over the years. Every anybody who's ever been in the hospital knows that the, you know a, a caring nurse makes all the difference. So it's really it's really a pleasure to have you on the show today. So tell us, what are you doing uh, with um, Crossroads to Care? What types of services do you do on a house call? Tell us what what's it all about and why why is it a thing? Okay, um, actually, it's. Like you had mentioned, it's kind of an old thing that's a new thing again. Um, when I was a child, doctors actually did come to your home, and that sort of went out of fashion. Um, with, you know, the bigger the practices became, it was difficult for the doctor to go to the home, go to the house, and have an office practice. And so kind of medicine has changed a little bit where now it's a little bit more um, I don't want to necessarily say segregated, but it's a lot more sort of pigeonholed. Usually you see your primary care in the office. Um, when you're in the hospital now, there's a doctor that's assigned specifically to the hospital that follows you. And then when you're actually home, um, after a long discharge or maybe after even a rehabilitation stay, let's say after a total joint replacement, um, you're sort of on your own. Like they do have home care, but it's it's limited. Um, what I do is a little bit more specialized. I I can follow the patients at home, and either just because they want somebody to come to their home, maybe because they have difficulty traveling, maybe they're a little older, and you know they're dependent on their grown children, and that might be a challenge. Uh, geographics might be a challenge, they can't drive anymore, that kind of stuff. So I would see the patient in their home. Um, so that's one example. So that would be sort of like a healthy visit, a um, maybe a chronic concern that the person has that I can follow with, let's say, you know, diabetes or uh, COPD, those types of things that are kind of chronic. Um, Another example would be when the patient um, is discharged from the hospital. They mm -hmm. kind of live alone or maybe they're older um, and they're a little nervous, a little apprehensive about going home. They're still maybe not quite 100% because as we know nowadays, you're only in the hospital for emergency, um, very short periods of time, and they send you home. So yeah, most of the that's recuperation, what, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what we, that's what we hear. Uh, people are getting discharged quicker and sicker <laughs> from the hospitals. They, uh, they need to get you out, out of the hospital. 100%. Mm -hmm. and, and that's so, kind um, of where I help. So I probably, it sounds like I misspoke earlier. I was thinking more like, uh, you know, um, for just for elderly folks, this is for this is for anyone. Um, this, these are uh, doctor services, if you will, um, or medical yes. services at, at home. Um, and uh, now these days, everything's controlled. Yeah, like you said, by a primary care or or Medicare or something like that. Uh, so, are these services covered by insurance? Can someone just call and make an appointment, or do they need to go through some kind of a gateway? 
Um, no, actually, that's an excellent question, and you're right. The insurance companies do seem to be practicing more medicine than ever before, if you will, and really kind of regulating what can be covered and what's not covered. Um, so to answer your question, yes, anybody can call to make an appointment. I do participate Medicare insurance, and, of course, you know, out-of-pocket is also um, an expense, but the um, – I do not participate in what's called HMOs or group plans. So um, like Kaiser is a very big one uh, here in California, and they're very inclusive. So there are different types of HMO plans that I do not participate in. Yes, that make okay. That makes sense. So, so there are there are certain um, restrictions. So you sh they should just call and find out. You know, ask ask the question, right? Um, and absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned uh, some of the services that you do um, with regards to you know, following up on a hospitalization or an illness or just checking in on someone who needs ongoing care. What other services do you offer? I, ha I do. Um, I also have um, like new patient care. So I would help manage chronic and acute uh, pain issues, uh, provide diagnoses, prescriptions, treatments, maybe referrals. Um, healthy patient visits like well checks, physical exams, maybe uh, DME, D, um, DMV drivers, certifications, those types of things. Um, discharge care, once you're discharged from the hospital, like I said, kind of help manage the transition from the hospital or the rehabilitation back to get the person, you know, in their home, comfortable uh, chronic care, as I mentioned. And then I do also offer medical concierge services, um, and that includes patient advocacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to mention a little bit about that because um, patient advocacy is really kind of underrated, if you will, and especially now it's really important because what's happening, especially after the pandemic and still, you know, going on, is when patients are sick and they get to the hospital, nobody is allowed in with them. And sometimes, you know, when the person may be older or they may be confused or they're focused on pain or sickness, they don't want to answer all these other questions about, you know, what is your insurance and what's going to happen if something's wrong, where do you have, do you have a, a healthcare proxy, do you have your wishes, do you have any of these advanced directives in place, and the patient wants to focus on getting well and getting better and whatever the issue brought them there resolved. They don't want to answer these other questions. So as a patient advocate and as a nurse practitioner, I am able to go into the hospital and into the medical arena to kind of help with those types of issues. Very interesting. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because, as you said, uh, we've really been restricted as to who can be in in with you in a hospital these days. Now, uh, Patricia, it it seems mm -hmm. like um, from what you're saying that this is a growing area, uh, and you're you're in Palm Springs. So, is that your service area, kind of the Coachella Valley area? Do you go outside of that? Um, well, I primarily it is the Palm Springs area, Coachella Valley. Yes, but um, my licensure is for the the state of California, um, and ideally I would like to grow this um, practice, you know, throughout. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that, you you know, you can find other, there's 
uh, a lot of opportunities for nurses these days, tons of opportunities for nurses. I, I always say that, and that is, uh, this is one of those. This is going to uh, emerge and grow. If someone, uh, you know, is outside of that area and says, that's a great idea, but, of course, Patricia doesn't want to come to Northern California, uh, it, it's not worth it for her, but uh, let's talk about how they can find out more about these types of services out there and what they should look for, what they should look, um, what tips would you give someone? Um, well, first I would say, you know, please contact me because I do have a network of other providers throughout the state. Um, I am a member of the nurse practitioner organization, a um, home care doctor organization as well. And I do have, you know, um, what I want to say, like suppliers, if you will, you know, in different areas throughout uh, okay. the California region that would be a good reference or a referral to them. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And, and this, you know, this is on the Internet, so it goes out all over the place. So let's talk more about how someone, if they're looking up something, do they just Google care at home? What, how um, do, what do they, Yeah. Well, that's a good question because if you do just Google, you know, um, home care, you'll get services for um, uh, like CNAs and um, home care agencies. And the home like care agencies. Like long-term care, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's right. another piece of it, exactly, like a skilled nursing facility or things like that. But the home care agencies, you know, they work on the prescription of the nurse practitioner or the doctor. So if the if someone looks up, you know, home care, they may get like ABC Home Care, and then they'll call them and say, you know, I'm looking for someone to come to my house. But the nurses and the physical therapies, the CNAs, um, they all work on a prescription through the NP or the or the uh, doctor. So they would need to see. A provider first and so okay. the best that's you know that's one of the ways to do it there's also okay. an organization that I belong to called the American Academy of Home Care Medicine and the Academy also has referrals and this is a national organization so that would be maybe another good resource to go through excellent okay so thank you for that and you had um, indicated you had an interesting um, case story that you could share with the audience to kind of illustrate what you've done um, in the, for, for an example. Uh, can you share that with us? Oh, sure. I have um, several case stories. Um, I'll, I'll give you one just, just real quick. Um, it's a story of Mr. M and his wife um, in on 2020. Um, Oh, wait a second. Actually, yeah, that's a good story. I don't want to kind of, you know, I want to leave it a little anonymous. But, yeah, this is a good story, too, of course. Um, this gentleman went on, underwent knee surgery, and he was admitted to the skilled nursing facility for physical therapy and rehab before he went back, you know, to his independent apartment. Um, he was living in uh, a, um, a skilled facility, not a skilled facility, but assisted living which is attached to a skilled facility. And this is, you know, a big mm -hmm. trend that's been going on where they have apartments and then if something happens, you can go to kind of the rehab side, get a little bit better, and then kind of go back to your own apartment, which is the goal. Uh, this gentleman was living in his um, apartment independently 
um, although he did have Parkinson's disease and was starting with dementia. Um, while I met him, he was in the rehab center getting uh, physical therapy. Um, he, at that time, he was suffering from hallucinations and increased confusion and at times was combative. And the staff was, you know, a little, you know, they're very overworked. And um, it, they were overwhelmed as well. So I went in, I monitored the rehabilitation care, took care of his medications, uh, worked on his post-op orders, you know, with the facility doctor, and then set up set up weekly meetings with the family of what the plan was, how he was getting better, and then ultimately, ideally, that he was going to be transferred back to his independent apartment. Um, so I kind of interfaced with the primary cares, the orthopedic surgeon, the neurologist to get his medications back on track regarding the Parkinson's and also for pain for his surgery. Um, I accompanied him to medical appointments, to the surgeon's office so that we were all on the same page and basically acted as the liaison between the doctor's office, the rehab facility, and then ultimately the nursing care back in his assisted uh, facility. And it's really, it was really important because as you probably have experienced, as most people have, it's exceedingly difficult to get through to the doctor's office. And then when you have a question or a concern, and especially if it's a nursing home, uh, they don't really return the calls in a timely fashion. And it's very difficult mm -hmm. to get the care that the patient needs in the facility. So because I'm able not only to treat, but I can prescribe, I could call the doctor and say, look, this is what's going on with Mr. Jones, and this is, you know, what I'm writing, this is what he needs, and they would be like, oh, I'm so thankful that you're there because I'm not there to assess them. And sometimes the assessments and the information that you receive from the nursing home is not really as astute as what the doctor would look for, and mm -hmm. as an NP, I'm trained and know about okay, his blood pressure is dropping, this is what's going on, I'm writing for this medication, he's having a lot of pain, you know, whatever the topic might be, I'm able to kind of intercede with that and get what the patient needs, you know, in a timely fashion. So, you know, um, I also worked as his um, advocate. His wife was uh, there, but most times, you know, the wife or the spouse is overwhelmed they're more concerned with the person getting better, understandably so. And they don't really want to deal with or focus on that type of administ you know, administrative medical piece. They're focusing on their loved one getting better. So, you know, I come in as an objective person and say, okay, this is really what's happening. This is what we can expect. And here's where we're going. It's in tremendously case, it helpful. Yeah, for, you know, from, like you said, there's the administrative side of things, and then there's, of course, the, the communication side of things, communicating with the doctors, communicating back with letting the patients and maybe their, um, the people that love them, you know, to tell them, hey, here's what's happening, exactly what's happening, because it's, it, it is a, a changed environment today. We, I think we've all seen that. So uh, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, I know I have, I'll, I'll share your website that I have here for them, and then you can share the phone okay. number. The, the website is Crossroads to Care, Crossroads to Care. And it's .org, so CrossroadsToCare.org. Take a look at that and check that out. And then, if you if they want to get in touch with you, Patricia, what's the best number for them to use to call? Uh, okay, that would be area code seven six zero six six eight 
1654. And then I also have a direct email, if you don't mind, I'll put that. It's um, Patty with a Y, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at crossroads2care.com. And just in case you you didn't write that number down quickly enough, 760-668-1654. And it's really, really a pleasure to hear hear this story in this service. I think it's it's a tremendous service that's well needed today. And uh, I think our listeners really appreciate you, uh, as I do, coming on and telling us what's going on in healthcare and, and uh, what new trends are emerging. So, Patty, thank you so much for thank that. I, I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me, and you're right, um, especially in these changing kind of stressful environments now, it's really good to have somebody, if you will, you know, on the side of the patient and not just forcing things through the machinery of the hospital and medical care when it should be, you know, care, health care. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Great. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.